Welcome to Service Desk. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kim. <laughs> How are you tonight, Andrew? Uh, you know, the holidays are a time when you can slow down in life and relax and just, you know, enjoy the, <laughs> the, the smell of the wind and uh-huh, uh-huh, the, uh-huh. the color of the sky. And How's that working for you? Or if you're like me, everything gets really busy and your life just goes by in a second. I think that's probably more the norm. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, both at work, work has been just Crazy insane. busy. Yeah, me oh, too. Just insane. And then, you know, outside life has always just been, things just go crazy around holiday. I don't understand. It's like everybody wants to to see you and experience the holidays with you. And yeah, I think it's real old, but it's very nice to see people. When you can make it yeah. happen, sure. But, but I get you. It it's been super exhausting for me too. I um, I had a couple of days before Christmas, and then like I had so many cases open that I was just rushing to try to close them all and get rid of them. And then I got to like Christmas time, and I was like, whatever, they're not going to be around anyway. And then I got to back to work today, and it was like. I had set up all these appointments and I was going to go call all these people and do all these things and nobody was around. I was like, why did I bother setting up appointments for you people? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So imagine doing that, but having like the requirement that you had to set these appointments, like mandated by like directorship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we had a lot of that in the past, uh, past two weeks. Oh. Where, like, we had to, dealing with upgrading people to 10, we had to get, like, you know, 100, 200 people who were all gone for Christmas. Cool. Yeah. cool, 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 Turns out, if you send emails and leave voicemails saying, I will be deactivating your computer in the next near future if you do not respond to this, even if you're on vacation, people respond to that. What? So, yes, exactly. Oh, no. So... So, well, so you thought it was so, just going mean, to be I, easy and be like, oh, well, no, well, no, 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 I got responses because I, I sent out an email basically saying, you know, your computer will be deactivated unless you respond to this email. So that got people to call in. Well, that's good then, I guess. Yeah. I know some people who try to use that as like, a, I know this person is really problematic when it comes to change. And so I'm yeah. just going to try to do it while they are not available to say no. <laughs> Which, I mean, is ideally nice, but, you know, if you're a a remote worker or, right, you know, you need to make sure data is being backed up. That's a yeah. little bit different for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, shoot. Well, I'm glad they responded. Yeah. That would have been fun. What about you? How's your week been that, besides uh, all those uh, meetings? Oh, it. other than that, it's been okay. It's actually, I think because of the holidays, has slowed down quite a bit. There's just been a few. Yeah instances of like people who are like the backup you know for being the administrator of the software and they come in and they're like oh this thing doesn't work and it's something really simple but they just don't know because they do it so very rarely that they're like oh okay thank you and so so many of my new things have just been simple that that makes it very nice because then i can focus on okay what in the world is happening with this other stuff so it's been very good that way. Kind of on changes in leaks and stuff. Changes. I 
I got a um a wise camera for Christmas oh. that I bought myself. Oh. <laughs> and I was having fun with it. And then Google in the algorithm, knowing that I'm oh no, <laughs> I'm not talking to you. <laughs> it uh it started a process or set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem solving operations, especially by a computer. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I got notice that uh, apparently Wise, their servers got leaked. Oh, no. Or hacked. Yeah, so there's like, uh, what was it? 2.4 million users. And it's not, as far as I can tell, like video footage, but it's things like your, your Login email address, mm. username, yeah. yeah, nicknames, SSIDs, which is pretty big, Ooh. you know. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. But I've been seeing this a lot with cameras, and I'm I'm starting to come around to the other side now where I'm thinking, I don't know if I would want to, like, outfit a house when, like, in all cameras. Maybe, like, a front door mm-hmm. in, like, a garage. I don't know if I'd be into having a camera inside my house anymore, especially with all the data that's showing that so many of these camera manufacturers have data that's just constantly being streamed to China. <laughs> No, it's not going to China. What are you talking about? I praise my robot overlords and welcome their <laughs> domination. <laughs> anyway, yes, no, Ditto I what she said. <laughs> I agree. I I really don't like how little security there is behind some of these things that people just buy and don't realize what kind of data and what kind of things can be out there for from whatever they're doing and it just yeah and yeah and it's there's no... and it, with the the rise of all these smart devices like cameras and everything you know it'll be interesting mm-hmm. i think there'll be a, a big shift in there's gonna have to be more regulation there has to be yeah because right now basically you could if you were unscrupulous enough Go out there and make a super cheap something camera and be like, look, my camera has, I don't know, whatever, infrared, digital zoom, blah, blah, blah. And it only costs $5. I'll buy it. And then. Oh, I'll I'll buy 20. Right. And then (sighs) you can have all of that stream back to your service, which is really a bunch of servers that are just being streamed basically straight to China or Russia or pick your big bad. (laughs) it's so funny that, like, I don't know, even just like five years ago, ten years, ten years ago, I know, especially in college, whenever people would talk about stuff like this, I just, I laughed and I was like, oh, it's just a conspiracy, uh-huh. you know? Like, this stuff doesn't really happen. It, and now it's like, no, it happens 100%. Yeah. And it happens far more frequently than I think we even can possibly realize. But yeah, like, I. So our our house has been ding-dong ditched a lot recently, I assume because Christmas. But then I was thinking about putting up a camera, um, just some cheap web cam kind of situation. Yeah. Um, And then basically doing what you were talking about, just monitoring the front door. And I was looking through some of them and was asking Sam, like, okay, Sam, what do you know about cameras uh, that can see in the dark, yada, yada? And I was researching at the same time as I was asking him. And he was like, well, don't get anything. That's the cheap Chinese one, because exactly as you were saying, like it all, 
They're terribly insecure and all of your data gets leaked somehow. And I was like, oh, okay, good to know. And then I was doing some more research and yeah, that's 100% what all of the sites say. Like, I forget all of the the brands, but like you can find a gajillion brands of things and it's really just the same thing that's been repackaged. So, Oh, yeah, that's so, uh, when I got into, for a while I was ordering a lot of stuff of uh, like AliExpress or Alibaba mm. and like Wish. Mm-hmm. Not Wish very much. Wish is actually expensive AliExpress. Interesting. Even though it's already cheap. Yes. But I um I noticed that on there where there'd be like a hundred different people selling the exact same product just for slightly different prices. Mm-hmm. Or like it would be the same product, but it would have a different name. Yeah. And it would be the exact same thing. I noticed that a lot with things like um anything kind of simple, like a flash drive. Oh, sure. Yeah. Or um strap up just like, throw like a new sticker on there and it's a it's yeah. a different brand all of a sudden yeah even though it's the exact same thing but anyway well um but do you know what always seems to be the exact same thing <laughs> the hate i have for printers right burning burning hatred but unfortunately even though we live i i saw a fact this is like 10 years ago now that even though we're supposed to be in this digital age where everything is stored in computers and blah, 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 we're actually producing something like five times more paper waste than we were before computers existed. I think this has really? improved dramatically. But Yeah, I, I, I'd still believe it. Because <laughs> it's so easy to just print something off. I mean, yeah. yeah. Or like how many times have you gone to print something and it had the wrong paper in there or... It printed funny, and so you had to go back and try to do it again, or you tried to print something, and you realized that you messed something up, and so you had to go back and re-jigger whatever you were doing and go print it again. Yeah. Like, there's just all these things that it it just, things happen, and it takes a lot. And the communication between your printer and your computer um, has always been tenuous at best. Like, I remember back in the day... They would sell you gold-plated printer cables because the gold plating was supposed to help with the communication. And they still oh. do this for HDMI. I don't... I, I was going to say, I, I was a, a camera video retail clerk at a department store in my town. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were always... I remember specifically a monster rep coming through and talking about how their gold-plated cables lead to better communication. How to educate the customer to buy those instead of other cables. And it's like, uh. <laughs> I honestly can't speak to the conductive nature of gold plating, but I'm 99% sure that it does absolutely nothing other than make your cables prettier. <laughs> I, I think I looked it up once and there are things that do benefit from it. But nothing in the terms of uh, Kimberly trying to improve her home theater system. Right. Yeah. It would be more like you have a massive server farm and like that millisecond of time that it saves in communication actually makes a difference. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, printers are the bane of IT's existence because... The printer 
can be whatever it wants to be. Like it can be Kyocera, Rico, uh, HP, Canon, uh, Brother. Like there's all of these printer companies and they all make a gajillion different kinds of printers. And and they all, just like different countries, they, they all very largely have their own language. Mm-hmm. And within their own language, they have hundreds of different dialects that are completely separate from each other. And so when you're trying to make your computer talk to your printer, those dialects and those different countries' worth of communication patterns don't always connect up well to your printer. And then there's different versions of the communication, the dialect, uh, that change over time to improve whatever that they're trying to improve or make more secure or whatever. And uh, sometimes those can break something that was previously working, which is always fun. (laughs) But um, so what we're talking about are printer drivers. These are the translation tools that your computer uses to talk to your printer. And uh, I don't know. Do you want to... I I don't even know how to explain. Explain. Uh, so each the translation piece that you have on your computer determines if you can talk to your printer or not. And even though it doesn't necessarily always seem like it will work, you can use theoretically. There's things called universal print drivers uh, yes. that sometimes can also communicate with your printer. But and a lot of the times with universal drivers, they're they're going to have just kind of like, you can print out A, B, C, D, 1, 2, 3. Whereas, you know, if your printer has like duplexing or stapling or folding or even color or, you know, anything like that, you might not be able to use those features. Right. And that's another thing with printers. Um, we'll kind of try to stick to the more home-based printers systems. Um, so for the most part, most people at home aren't printing hundreds and hundreds of copies. Uh, For the most part, it's probably going to be a photo now and then. Uh, Maybe that tax document you absolutely have to print and sign because you can't sign it digitally because they're still stuck in the 20th century. Or, you know, that recipe that grandma just really wants a hard copy of. So you just print it off and send it to her, give it to her, whatever. And so these kind of things aren't going to be as difficult in theory to print off and and make happen but um the home printer side of things there's a lot of ripoff they don't make money from selling you a printer they make money from the ink and the toner that they sell you yeah and it's gotten to the the point where a lot of printer manufacturers whether you consider it shady or not use tactics like they use heavy use of ink where, you know, they don't need to actually print so heavy or they don't let you print a document, even though it's black and white, if you're running out of cyan. Right. To make you... Or they they don't let you refill it with third party people. Yeah. And they added some really interesting... It's not DRM for printers. There's some kind of um, sensing mechanism and it depends on which brand you're looking at. I know HP is the one that has gotten really good at sensing if it's their brand of ink or not. And I am certain if you 
felt like being unscrupulous, you could probably figure out a way to trick it and make it think that it's the right kind of ink. But uh, I don't have time for that. And most people don't. <laughs> so the basic kind of printers that you can get are either an inkjet, a toner, or a thermal printer. Thermal printers are normally more like a receipt printer. So it takes a special kind of paper and then it basically yeah. burns the image onto the paper. So there's no color. So if you ever get like a uh, a thermal printer or if you ever get like a receipt, kind of take your fingernail and just run it really quick over it against a hard surface. You'll notice like a black mark being left. And that's kind of how a thermal printer uses is that it uses heat or friction to to put that, you know, image on the paper. Right. And that will only be black and white for the most part. I think I've seen green. It just kind of depends on the paper itself. You can't yeah. print different colors with thermal. Um, and like we were saying, that's more receipt printers and things along those lines that it's something it goes very quickly because it's literally just like expressing burns onto paper. And you can do that very quickly, relatively speaking. Uh Versus um, toner would be the next fastest version of printing. Uh, and basically all it is is a powder in your printer that, again, it heats up and it makes it stick to the paper. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the basics of well, it. Well, I think it, it uses like uh, electromagnetism, right? Um, so toner, a.k.a. laser printing. Sorry. Basically, the printer laser beams the print onto the onto the metal cylinder, which is called a drum. Oh, okay. And then that lasered whatever on that metal metal cylinder uses that static electricity to attract the powder of the toner, and then it rolls the toner onto the paper in the form of your print. So the laser is constantly being shot at the drum, and then the toner once it's once it's got that lasered on there, the toner will attract the, be attracted to the drum appropriately, mm -hmm. and then it will melt onto the uh, paper as it goes through, because it's run through the, it's called a fuser. So anyway, those aren't nearly as common at home, because all of those parts I just mentioned, the toner, the drum, and the fuser, all have to be replaced at some point. <laughs> And they're very expensive. Right. The toner itself, even for a home system, I've seen like little toner cartridges are probably still a foot long and several inches thick. Uh, and those are a good hundred plus more than that. It was $150 yeah. for the one I saw. They're, they're definitely more of a commercial thing. Right. So if, for some reason, you are printing hundreds of pages at home, it might be worth it to invest in one of these because it can go very fast and it can do things um, much longer. Like that toner cartridge will last you a long time. But like I said, the, the cartridge itself will cost you hundreds of dollars and the printers themselves are also more expensive. So that's a thing. But anyway, yeah. And then the third option, like you were saying, is the inkjet. Which, yeah, just sprays ink onto the paper. But it mixes the colors first, so it makes it all pretty. <laughs> but that is also the probably like cheapest for for people to get, where the printer might even be like, you know, thirty or forty bucks. 
but your ink cartridges are going to be, you know, probably just as much just for one. Right. And I have literally paid like $50 for a printer and then turned around and spent more on the ink for the printer than I did on the printer itself. (laughs) And a lot of times with those situations that also comes with an ink cartridge in the printer that is significantly smaller than any of the ink cartridges that you would ever buy for it in the future, (laughs) which is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. A a lot of the one, a lot of the times when you get a printer, any ink or even toner, like I've, I've seen this at work where the toner that comes with the printer is only good for printing like 20 pages. Yep. And everyone gets upset because you're like, we just got this printer for our department and it's need ink already. It's like, no, that's, that's just a test cartridge where you can, you know, dial in the settings. Basically that that's 20 pages of making sure that it's set up correctly. <laughs> um, but so, so those are your three options and by far, I have seen people go with the inkjet far more often than anything else when they go home. Um, so then um, some of the other features, I don't think I've maybe seen a laser jet printer be just a laser jet printer. But for any of the, the inkjet stuff, when you look at any of the new models of printers that exist, they all are multifunction. Which usually means it can copy, it can scan, and it can print. I haven't found one to make me coffee yet, but I'm looking. (laughs) I'm racking my mind, and I feel like I've seen something like that before, but I I can't say I have. (laughs) I I feel like there's a market for that, though. We need to go into this. This is is our next big big break. TM, 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 TM. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so... These multifunction printers, my biggest gripe with the home versions of these things is that you have to usually use their software in order to interact with the printer, which most of the time is a bunch of bloatware and they just try to make you buy stuff directly from their site to get more money out of you, which is a frustrating thing, especially HP. They're the worst. Epson's not much better. (laughs) Yeah, But it can be handy if you need assistance with finding uh, ink and such for your computer. But for the most part, it's just a big pain in the butt. But part of the issue with printers and with any other peripherals, for that matter, is that Windows usually has something built in that can help you get something set up. And then the manufacturer of whatever it is that you've purchased also has some form of software that can help you figure out and make it work. And then um, sometimes there'll be even third-party stuff that's neither Windows nor your manufacturer that also wants to get in the mix. (laughs) And so these different kinds of software can sometimes compete with one another. And I've seen it before where I've had um, like an Epson was my installed uh, printer scanner thing. But for some reason, the Windows... You had to open the Windows scanner tool in order for the Epson thing to work. What? It was, this was 10 years ago, seven years ago, <laughs> but it was one what? of those things where it was like, I never would have thought of that. I went to Google and I was like, why is my Epson scanning thing not functioning for me? And it was, 
I ended up figuring out that I could just use the window scanner and not have to mess with the Epson piece. But it was real broken at that point. Ugh. It was also an older printer, which doesn't help. But um, that's the other thing is that sometimes older printers just plain don't talk to newer versions of computer. And so, and we're seeing this more and more often, actually, where I would say in the past there's always been workarounds. Yes. But I don't know, for whatever reason, something with Windows 10, a lot of compatibility issues actually got fixed, but there's a lot of things that just plain don't work well, to the point where you need- maybe you could get it hacked together, Yeah. but you might as well just get a new printer. Yes. And I think printer manufacturers are probably keen to this and understand <laughs> that. But when it comes to like figuring out what it's going to take to make your printer communicate there's different ways you can make them work together the most reliable is usb cables anymore um used to be parallel printer cords and things like that but now it's just a usb cord thankfully uh and so if you can get that usb cord to function that is going to be your most stable most reliable way to work with your printer uh the second way which usually requires your printer to be on the network. So either you plug it in to your router directly, or you have it wirelessly connected, which I don't recommend. Um, That gives you a little bit more freedom of movement, but it doesn't always stay connected, and that can be a major issue. And then... And there's a couple actually different options, too, within this. Okay. So, because, you know, you have your wireless where it's just like Wi-Fi... But then you also have things like Bluetooth oh, and like UFC. That's true. Um, a lot of printers I'm seeing actually nowadays actually have a spot on the printer and you can tap your phone. Oh. And it just instantly adds the printer to your phone and you can just start using it. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's a Bluetooth connection, but it, it's it's pretty cool. I have not seen anything that advanced yet. At least not personally. So that's also another thing. Um your at-home printer has to communicate with a lot of things if that if you want to print from them. And so I know I personally, we have one desktop computer. We have my wireless connection. My son has a laptop that he sometimes has to print things off for school. And yeah, it, it can get dicey sometimes among all of the things that have to talk to your printer. So along that wireless communication, um, if you're doing Bluetooth you have to be within a certain range of your printer for that to function. So as long as you're within, I don't know, 30 feet probably, you're you're going to be okay. But you have to be careful going through. Bluetooth is especially, well, I shouldn't say that. Bluetooth is usually pretty good about going through normal construction homes. If you have steel beams Um, and concrete, it can be a problem. Yeah, it depends on what Bluetooth version you have as well because there's a whole bunch of different Bluetooth... uh versions out there Mm. and there are some that will literally your body will block the signal but that seems pointless okay i've had some cheap chinese headphones uh and if i had my head if i had my like phone in my back pocket it it wouldn't actually pick up the signal so i've had that okay i i guess i didn't realize that that was what was happening i assumed that my battery was dying which it was but that's neither here nor there um so with the printers, the, 
So you want to look at your specifications on your printer to try to figure out if you're doing Bluetooth, wireless, or um, just networked through your router. There's also a way to network through a server, but most people listening to this, except for maybe Corey, hi, Corey, aren't going to have their <laughs> own server uh, running their printers for them. Oh, and Sam. Sam has a print server, too. Um, but those kind of people aren't going to get a whole lot out of this conversation anyway. <laughs> Let's be honest. True, true. <laughs> uh, but you'll want to look at your, your printer and see what the connection options are. Wireless, that you like, you connect the printer to the network and then anything on the network can talk to it, um, is probably among the more stable wireless connections. But I've seen especially HP has been my bane. Um, they don't like to stay connected. And I don't know how many times I have restarted my flipping computer and shut my printer off and on trying to get it to talk to my uh, laptop. Uh, that was real fun. But I think if you have a more recent printer that has those Bluetooth capabilities, you probably want to go with that if you're going to stay within that range because that's going to be a a better connection, I think, personally. Yeah. But no, it, it definitely would. But one thing too is if your wireless is being a big pain in the patukas, you can always go find your USB cable and plug it in to your uh, computer and make it work that way. Because nine times out of ten, even if wireless connections are just plain not working, unless the drivers that you have installed on your computer are just completely trash, plugging it into your computer should work. <laughs> but a good portion of IT's issue with printers is that we can have things like the software that's attempting to print doesn't recognize that there's a printer. We can have... Microsoft not recognizing there's a printer, we can have the driver be out of date or off version from what actually functions in Windows 10 currently. We can have the printer itself have connection issues and need to be rebooted. We can have the printer um, be starting to fail and there that wireless card could be failing, which I do know that a lot of printer wireless cards are kind of trash, especially on the cheaper end models. Um, where else can communication fail <laughs> on a printer? <laughs> I, I think that you, you pretty much covered it. And that's why a lot of IT people just don't like them is because there's so much that just for better or for worse has to happen, right? In order for a printer to connect to a computer. It's a little bit. Even, even just the connection itself. Um, there's more beyond it. There's, different applications that print to the printer, mm -hmm. um, different software, different um, document types. I mean, there's so many things that go wrong and you kind of either make your life out of it yes. or you just struggle through with it and look like an idiot as you're standing in front of a user. <laughs> oh, 100%. Or users look like idiots in front of you because they have tried to print this document seven times and you go into the print queue and realize that it is stuck on somebody else's printer and you go click, click, click yeah. and it's gone. And then all of a sudden it's printing, <laughs> but it goes both ways. But long story short, everybody struggles with printers. It doesn't matter 
how good you are of an IT person or how stupid you are. It, 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 they just suck. <laughs> so stop for pricking Christmas things. next year. Yes. For Christmas next year, give you give your IT person a uh a printer with a baseball bat. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, we still need things in this world that are on paper and yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. So, we won't be getting rid the of one it. magical thing oh. I will never understand though are faxes. I'm I'm that age of person where <laughs> I've had to do it a couple times. But if I had to set up a fax, if I had to, I don't even know how to fax. I have to ask people around me. It's just, ugh. <laughs> yeah, either print and mail or email. Do not fax things. It is 2020. <laughs> don't <Right>. fax things. <laughs> and don't ask people to fax you things. Good Lord. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, some industries like financial and healthcare seem to still quite love them they in theory are more secure for some things but i think encrypted yeah. emails are significantly better than oh 100 because a fax is just data being sent over a phone line and doesn't get encrypted well enough if at all but that's the topic for another <laughs> another show tangents so long story short when it comes to printers figure out how much you're willing to pay for ink and toner and uh, what kind of devices you want. I would stick to the bigger names, the Brothers, the Canons. Um, when you start getting into the off-brand printers, things get real dicey real quick. Yeah. Like we were talking about Chinese things being insecure. Printers can be the same way. Um, so I would stick to the bigger name brands. That Even, even for a home printer, uh, the HP all-in-ones are pretty. Yes, they're pretty good. You're going to spend a lot of ink with HP, but I'm not a fan. You're going to do that person. anywhere. I like Brother now. Yeah, but um, and realize that you're going to spend as much on the ink as you did on the printer, and that's just the way it goes. And oh, the other thing to look for in printers is if you're planning to print pictures, I personally like to have a, a different print or a different tray for my paper for printing pictures and then that's a good idea you want to make sure that you get the proper printer paper for those pictures because i've had way too many people try to print things on like cardstock and then the pictures look weird and they fade very quickly so that is one thing i will invest in on a printer is good quality paper for my photos when i do print them yeah and then they also make just little photo printers that you can hook up to your phone that my Somehow she's actually decent with stuff sometimes. Stepmother <laughs> whipped one out while she was here for Christmas and was like, here, have a picture. And I was like, what? You could have just emailed this to me, but thank you. <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> I think that kind of covers all the basics of printers. And if you have specific questions on printers, you are always welcome to reach out to us. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter and uh, Facebook at Service Desk Podcast. And uh, if you have, like I said, a specific question and you want a whole show built around it, or maybe not, uh, you can email us at uh, Service Desk Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please rate and review wherever you listen to us. It it helps out. That Even is. Even if you uh. 
share it with someone else as well. Yes, that's the best way to support your podcast peeps. Unless you have a little bit of extra cash laying around, you are welcome to go over to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash service desk pod and throw a few dollars our way. And then we will be using those here shortly to build a new website and uh, get things a little bit more pretty guised because we are very much IT currently and it functions. So it's good. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to go a little bit more you know, web developer and make it look pretty. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Kim. And, uh, we, we are, are your techie, techie friends. friends.